Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday and welcome to Netflix Life, the streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin and I'm joined by my co-host of the podcast, Cody Schultz. We have a bunch of Netflix stuff coming up next week that we're going to talk about. Um, And it's also the 10 year anniversary of one of our favorite shows, Teen Wolf, this weekend. And so we wanted to talk about that and its chances of coming back and and a bunch of other stuff. So the first point of order, Cody, is Geeked Week, which do you want to give give the uh, the listeners a little update on what it is? Yeah, so it sounds like Geek Week is kind of going to be Netflix's answer to like DC Fandom and even Comic Con with a week's worth of Netflix like programming and events. So it's going to take place June 11th through June, uh, I mean June 7th to June 11th, and it's going to feature big news, exciting first looks. It sounds like maybe panels with the stars or like some kind of involvement with some of the actors from different shows. Um, they kind of tease that it's going to basically cover all the bases: so comics, games, movies, animation, sci-fi, fantasy. Monsters, merch, meet and greets, and then pe- uh, sneak peeks and trailers. The weird thing for me is like they capped it off with plus ninjas and mercs. And I'm like, what does that like? Is that hinting at something that that's how they ended their teaser? I have no clue what it could be hinting at. The only thing that comes to my mind is like maybe something with Umbrella Academy. Could it be like a tease? Because I feel like that could be a natural fit. Because um, other than that, I'm like, where's what are you teasing with that one? Yeah, I feel like this is like a very like like a niche joke here. Like it's over my head. I don't know what it's about. But so I'm sure someone gets it and someone knows if they follow more closely than we do, which is probably I don't know. Do people follow more closely? Maybe. I don't know. We're we're pre- we're following Netflix pretty close over here. But yeah, so we've got a bunch of shows. We don't really know what's going on. Um, like you said, some panels, some trailers, stuff like that. But for maybe like the, it looks like The Witcher, Sandman, Cobra Kai, Money Heist, Sweet Tooth, which comes out today, June 4th. The uh, Umbrella Academy, like you mentioned, Lock and Key, Resident Evil, Army of the Dead, Masters of the Universe. And then it looks like uh, Lucifer is going to be involved. Uh, I saw on Twitter today, the official uh, Lucifer handle tweeted that they would, uh, they would have something special for fans. So Fresh off of season five, part two, moving on to season six. Who knows what that could be, but I'm excited. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. That's bigger than Netflix's Comic-Con lineups have been. So yeah, that, that's a, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what they've got. Right. Yeah. I, I'm really curious with Lucifer's involvement. I'm like, I guess it could work that it's just a, a panel, maybe like a Q and a, I'll be interested to see, like, could we even get a season six, like, tease of, like, when the timeline could be? Because I know we've talked about before how Joe Henderson, who's, of course, one of the co-showrunners on the show, has hinted that he hopes Netflix isn't going to make fans wait too, too long. And, like, Mm -hmm. could it even come? Like, could season six come in 2021? Like, he wouldn't rule that possibility out. So I'll be curious, like, will they tease anything? Could it just be like maybe a Q&A about the most recent season, maybe some bloopers or something fun? I'm really interested in the Umbrella Academy stuff, though, because I feel like that one in like the little teaser they put out, like it very much leaned into that there's going to be something with the Umbrella Academy. So it's like, could we get a release date tease, a first teaser? Um, I'll be curious. What are you hoping for from that? I think, yeah, that's the the big one for me. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. We don't know when that's coming back. And so like, usually there's like 18 months between seasons. I think the last season premiered in 
was it July 2020? I think end of July 2020. Yeah. So depending on that, that means maybe if everything swings our way that it could be back this year. I think that we're predicting that it's going to be back in 2022. But the fact that they're teasing stuff already, like what's it makes you start to wonder a little bit about what their plan is. The Witcher is another one that's coming back this year. We know that has been confirmed for like a quarter four um, release date. So October to December, I think that everyone's kind of convinced that it's going to be, if not Thanksgiving, then the, the Christmas release that they do for like the big blockbuster show that worked really well for the first season. It was at the time before Bridgerton was another, which was another Christmas release past it. I think that that was like the biggest opening weekend or opening four weeks Netflix had ever had. Cobra Kai is also interesting because that show again is another one coming back later this year. So maybe we'll get um, a trailer or something production wrapped, I think this spring. So that's exciting. And then Sandman has been in the news uh, lately. It's based on um, the comic and yeah, they just released the cast and it has a lot of people talking some good, some really bad stuff, but we don't want to talk about that. Um, the glaring omission is Stranger Things. Like, I think yeah. like, the fact that there's nothing Stranger Things tease makes me think, like, if there was going to be something, they would have to drop a hint, like, get fans buzzing already. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that would be kind of surprising because you would think, which it just continues to support that theory we've had about possibly not getting season four until 2022. And so it's like, now that it's sitting out another big event, possibly, it's just like, uh, I, now that I caught up on the show, it's like, I'm right there in the boat with you and all the rest of the fans. It's like, I want the season now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a that's a bummer. I wonder. I don't know. Netflix does. They're a little. Se- they play a lot of stuff pretty pretty secretly. They like to surprise fans. So hopefully we'll get something Stranger Things. Another omission that is sort of concerning is uh, Shadow and Bone, which we're still waiting on the season two renewal. There's been rumors that they had already been renewed. It didn't sound like that. That was true when. The show came out um, based on what the cast and what the creative team was saying. We know Jupiter's Legacy won't be involved because that was just canceled, sort of, slash spun off into something different. So basically, they just released the actors from their contract and then are going to keep like the same world, sounds like. So yeah, those three, I think, are kind of interesting. Let's see if something comes out, if they've got something up their sleeves. I hope so. That would be a dream. Stranger Things, something, and then Shadow and Bone season two renewal uh, would be great. I think uh, any last thoughts before we move on and talk about Teen Wolf? Yeah, I just, I mean, I think fans should be excited. And again, that's June 7th through 11th. And it sounds like it'll be mostly a social play. So a lot of it on like the Netflix geeked Twitter handle and all that. And definitely stay tuned because we'll be talking about it probably all throughout the week. Yeah, you should follow. I think it's at Netflix Geeked um, on Twitter for all the latest news. They've got, they're going to be doing stuff on YouTube. It looks like Facebook and TikTok and also Twitch, which I don't do Twitch, but I know a lot of people do. So let's talk Teen Wolf. So Teen Wolf premiered 10 years ago, June 5th. So that's Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, that's, I, I still like, I can't believe that it's been 10 years since it premiered. I'm like, I, I I don't know about you, but like, I remember I watched the premiere, like when it aired, like I remember it was like, it was a pretty big deal for MTV back in the day. Cause I'm almost certain that was their first like big scripted series. Like they, of course, were always known for music, reality. And then they decided like, let's test like the market here with scripted. And it really was a game changer for them and took off. And it was one of those shows that just like was kind of like the perfect mix. Like it was a sleeper hit kind of under the radar. And then was just this like perfect supernatural drama that kind of had like the teen elements of like struggling with like high school and all that mixed with all these supernatural storylines with like the werewolves and 
as the season went by, like the different creatures and all that. So it just was one of those shows that I, I love and I miss still to like this day. It doesn't feel like I, I just can't believe that it's been 10 years. I know. That's what I was thinking about, too, because I remember watching the premiere. I watched a lot of the MTV shows back in the day, but I wasn't like super... I don't know. Like I, I don't remember watching a scripted MTV show before that really on. Um, it, it, and it, it, so it premiered during the summer. And then, uh, yeah, I just remember waiting every week for the new episodes and, and watching and just like being super into it. Cause it was so different, like than the movie that it was based on. It was so dark and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, that's like a, a good memory. And then it, I like went away from it for a while and then was able to catch back up on the streaming services by the end. Is that what you did too? Or were you, weekly teen wolf watcher i was definitely in the weekly teen wolf watching group it was one of those shows i think it also helped that it was a summer show for the most part i know like they ended like some of the seasons ended up airing like in different parts like i think there were some fall cycles but it started of course in the summer so it's always that like dead period normally where there's there's a lot of reality shows, game shows sprinkled in, but you don't really have as many like scripted shows to enjoy during the summer. Because of course, I mean, even like 10 years back, that was before we were getting like big releases from Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, all those. And so it was just like something to watch in the summer and really became like this appointment TV. And you, I think that helped the fandom grow really quickly because then they even did the after show. So it was like, they really went all in. And I think that really helped the show build that fandom and why they're still so passionate. So these, you know, to this day and wanting more. Yeah, that's the crazy part. And like you mentioned, they are, the fans are rabid. (laughs) They want new Teen Wolf. And like, I don't blame them. I'm also on the team Teen Wolf should be revived. Hopefully it happens at Netflix. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I, I also agree the summer element to it. And there's something with like summer and horror that works really well together. And like, uh, I don't know exactly why, but like the, the summer camp stuff is really cool. And then with this show, I don't know. I'm just, I, I love werewolf anything. I will watch anything that has werewolves in it. And this was, I mean, a little bit lighter on the horror, but just still like the very dramatic, very dramatic. Yeah. And I think what they did so well too, is they had the drama, but they, they mix in just the right amount of comedy, which mm-hmm. I feel like is always needed in some of these shows. Like you've got to have like those comedic moments to kind of break the tension. And they really had a perfect balance with touching on like the elements of comedy, the elements of horror, suspense, drama, even like the teenage, like high school storyline stuff. It was just a really well-balanced show, which it's a hard thing for any network show, but the fact that this was like MTV's first major outing and they were able to kind of hit the hit the ground running so well with Teen Wolf. I think that's why the show resonated so well with fans. It's just, it was this nice mix. It wasn't one tone. There were so many different facets you could kind of dive into and enjoy. Yeah. And it made the characters so much more like well-rounded. Like it wasn't super like, like I said, it wasn't super scary. Like they did the horror stuff, but when you have those moments of comedy, especially between like, I feel like Styles is like the, although his storyline did get really, really dark, but like a lot of his stuff was like very funny, like sort of like Scooby-Doo in a way. Like it's like, oh, scary thing happens. Then it's like, what is Styles going to do next? The antics, right? I guess he was probably my favorite character. Who was your favorite character? Same. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Styles is always a character that I come back to. Just it, That's why it wasn't the same like in the later seasons when Dylan O'Brien kind of started stepping back and wasn't in this many of the episodes. Right. Like It's just this, he was so intertwined with all the different relationships between like his friendship with Scott. Of course, they had the, the ships, which we're talking about, like how entwined he was with like Lydia, Malia, and like the different relationships. He just was kind of like the heart of the show. 
Like, of course, Scott was the, the leader of the pack, but really, like, I feel like Styles was the heart of the show. Like, he's kind of what kept everybody together. It was kind of like the connecting thing. And he just had so many great, like, lines and moments. Like, when I can think of, like, team with moments, most of them are something Styles related. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think, uh, trying to think of, like, who would be my second favorite character. I don't know, maybe Scott. He always, like, rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. I guess as, like, the protagonist, like, that's, like, what the show's meant to do. Like, he has to, like, mess up continually to like keep it keep the storyline moving he would always save the day or whatever um let's see what uh i'm blanking on his name derek derek is great derek, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah derek was another great one i feel like in the later seasons uh mason kind of filled the void a little bit with um when St- styles was kind of like stepping back he kind of became that like the human in the pack like the outsider and kind of added to that of course like yeah. allison Lydia the show had a lot of great characters so it's kind of you could just like list them all and it, it, what's fun is like when you talk to other fans like everybody has a different favorite character and yeah. like the reasons are because the show was so well versed like they had they weren't really even though it was an ensemble like the characters had meaty storylines like it wasn't just like oh they're just there for, like to fill a void like they actually had a purpose and were part of the show yeah and it's, as it as the show went on like like it starts and it's very much about like Scott becoming a werewolf and like why and then it moves to like even with the different seasons, like uh, they go like really heavy in the Lydia stuff and like Jackson was really involved in the first bit. He comes back later at the end. Um, but they did a really good job of like as the cast changed, they were able to like find like the good story for each individual character and then like let that shine. I don't know. A lot of shows don't do that very well. Like we've talked a lot about how Riverdale has done like as the show's gone on and we've like got to know more of these characters, they sort of, I don't know exactly, but they, they they try to do too much kind of. And I never really felt like Teen Wolf was like trying to do too much. It always felt like it was there for a purpose, right? <laughs> yeah. And you never really saw like a character pigeonholed either. Like it wasn't like, mm-hmm. like I said, like they were only there to feel like a void. They would pop up for like so many episodes for like a comedic line or something. Like the characters were pretty well intertwined. And I feel like part of that came from, they were tight with their storytelling. Because they only ran, like most of the seasons were typically 10 episodes. I know we had longer seasons, but they, if you think about it, they really broke them into two halves with those seasons. Mm -hmm, And I think the self-contained stories helped with the narrative too. Like you were able to tell the sharper stories. Things didn't feel like drawn out or inconsequential because they really were written and like, we're going to 10 episodes, we're going to tackle this storyline. And so the, the pacing worked well too with just everything. And I feel like even like the relationships, which were a huge part of the show. So I have to ask, like, do you have a favorite? Who do, who would you say is the best Teen Wolf ship? Which this will be something like, we're, we're going to definitely stir the uh, the pot here with this one. Yeah, I don't know. I was always, like, at the beginning was like, uh, I, the Scott and Allison was like, I like that one the most probably because of like the, I mean, like the boyfriend who's the werewolf, the girlfriend comes from a family of werewolf hunters. Like, that's just like, sign me up for that every day in every movie every show like i like those types of things what about you though yeah i was definitely a uh, studio shipper from the very yeah. beginning just styles and lydia mm-hmm. i feel like that was like the, the core couple so needless to say like by the end like i was one of those fans like yelling at the tv when they finally had like their like moment and the kiss and all that i also mean steric was of course a big one throughout the thing and, and i definitely yeah. understand like tyler uh tyler and dylan just had such great chemistry 
that it's like they played off of so well, like Styles and Derek, just like it, it's a match that you wouldn't have anticipated, like the the dynamic back and forth there. Um, I think that it was also weird because it's kind of like Riverdale and that the parents also were kind of thrown in the ship thing. Like yeah. everyone was like, like, especially with like Mama McCall, like people uh-huh. were like, you either have people like wanted her with Arjun, you had people who wanted her with Sarah Sulinski. And so it's like, even the parents got mixed into the shipping, which is always kind of fun to see. Like, it's not just the core, like younger cast it's like the parents too yeah i think so that was that that was very fun there were two great characters i'm glad that they like lasted i think that they were in every season right or most at least the first five seasons before uh season six so yeah it's funny because like the shipping is such a big deal now and i guess it was back then too but it just feels like if this show was on now in with like the discourse on Twitter and how like emotionally charged it gets. Like it would be, it would be hard to handle. I think for a lot of fans, the, the polar opposite sides of these, the shipping. Yeah. I was definitely always someone, cause I remember used, I used to write about it back in the day when it was on. Yeah. And so like, I would balance it out. Like if I'm going to write a piece about this ship, I'll cater to this ship as well. And kind of like the trade off, mm-hmm. like here's one thing on this to have the other. Cause it is, I mean, but I think that's the sign of like a good show is when you get fans that invested that, mm-hmm. you know, it shows that they're, they're invested because they love these characters. They love the show. And so I feel like that's a true testament. Like when you see that, it's like the toxicity I could do without, but right. the passion from fandoms, it's like, it definitely shows like they're into it, which I think that's why with like a show like Teen Wolf, like when you had the heartbreaking death, like when characters were killed off, for me, the most heartbreaking death has to be Allison. Like she yeah. was like the heart of like, it was Scott and Allison thing. And then of course, I didn't even see that one coming. Like that was a surprise death. Like I never would have predicted them killing her off when they did. Do you have like a variance opinion? Do you think there was one that stood out maybe ranked higher than Allison? Or we kind of agree that's... I, yeah, I think that's the best one. I mean, there is a lot of death in the show. I watched, I rewatched it recently and I was like, I, I was shocked. I couldn't remember all the, all the, the crazy stuff that happened. But yeah, and then you had some of the characters coming back um, after they died. Um, I think, is it Peter? I'm blanking. Derek's, Derek's brother, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, his uncle, yeah. He like, uncle, when yeah, Peter sorry. was like the one where, like Peter was the cat with nine lives. Like there was no getting rid of Peter, yeah. which kind of made his character kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you're right. It's Allison for sure. And that was, it was crazy because like at the time it made sense or I guess looking back, it makes sense at the time. Like I was like, what are they doing? How could you do this? To, how could you do this to people? Unless she like just wanted to leave the show, which I'm not positive what the behind the scenes stuff were, or if like, but like that definitely moved the show in a whole different direction than they had been going for those first, I think three seasons where she, she was killed in the season three or season four. Um, I can't remember the exact season number, which probably mm. just like blocked it from my mind. Like, I don't need to remember yeah. when exactly. Like I it's, can remember the scene. It's, it's hard when they do the, like the half, seasons because then you're like was that the full season that was released or was that the other but yeah anyway so i guess this brings us we're almost out of time so our last point are we any closer to a revival yeah it seems like we're still in that weird state of limbo we kind of saw a couple months back or weeks back can't remember the exact timeline like all the cast started like basically say like we really are interested we'd love to come back and do something we haven't really ever heard from the studios on whether there's anything moving. The fan interest is obviously there. The cast interest is there, which I think is like a key, like the fact that the actors want to go back. That's usually what stops reunions and like continuations from happening is yeah. like a certain actor or actor group does not want to return and like do it again. They're like, it's done. Let's leave it in the past. So the fact that the cast wants to come back, I think is the key element. I'd be shocked if they didn't bring it back. It's like there's fan interest. MTV doesn't really have anything big scripted wise that I can think of right now in the dramas. I know they've moved a little bit away from it, but even if a streaming service found it, like I know Netflix has hosted it like internationally. 
I think it was mm-hmm. on Netflix US for a time. I think now it's on Amazon Prime. So it's like, even if a streamer was to pick it up, there's obviously fan interest. Even if we just get like a one season kind of send off thing where it's like kind of like what Fox did with 24 and yeah. or not 24, Prison Break and like all those shows where they brought it back for like a little revival, anything, there's fan interest that catches interest. It's just a matter of getting a studio to sign off, I think, at this point. Like, that's the only thing holding it back. Yeah, I agree. I think Netflix makes perfect sense because they've done it in the past so well. Like, I guess one example of them not doing it good is, like, Arrested Development, which that was an older show that they brought back. But they did, the Gilmore Girls thing was really, really good. And they didn't overstay their welcome. They came in, did the four episodes, and were out. They might do it again later. There's always talk about it. But I think that that would be really cool if they could get it going at Netflix. It is kind of like the age of like the revival, right? Like we're seeing, um, I'm trying to think there's too many. iCarly is coming out uh, (laughs) with a different one saved by the bell, right? They just did the revival there. We did a friend's reunion, which was like probably never going to happen without these streaming services and stuff. So there's definitely like more potential for it than ever. It's just whether or not a network and a studio can get together and make it all happen. It's like, the cast, though, I mean, they're doing stuff, but like they're not um, it doesn't seem like that they're super, super busy that like they wouldn't be able to make it happen. Like I know that like a show like Happy Endings, uh, all of the cast went on to like bigger shows and better stuff after the show ended, which always made it really difficult to get everyone around at the same time to do it. So fingers crossed, I guess, that they can work something out. Yeah, that's. I feel like we're just keep waiting and following like the cast for any kind of updates or hints that maybe something's in the works. Because I mean, I just feel like it's it's a perfect time to like it's been I think four years since the show actually wrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I feel like it's just a good enough time. Like if they announced it, we of course probably wouldn't get it in 2021, but get something in development where maybe it comes out next year, time to like the five year reunion of when the show wrapped, it just kind of be a nice like treat for fans. And I think that's what we've seen a lot of shows do lately. Um, so fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, that's all the time we have today. Thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.